Welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, a podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to dive into some NWSL Challenge Cup content for you all. To be quite honest, folks, there's some weird stuff that happened today. Oh, boy. Yeah. And we got to talk about it. We got to maybe unpack it a little bit. Maybe we don't. Maybe we just got to, like, stare at it and poke it with a stick. But either way, I couldn't do that alone because no one can do anything alone. So I'm here tonight with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. How are you doing today, Claire? I think I'm okay. I think I'm good. It's hard. I don't know. Um, I do know that... It's your girl Sandra's birthday today, and we were gonna we were gonna talk roster. Uh, didn't get a roster, so I was like, I'm still gonna put on my best flowery shirt and talk to my friend Sandra anyway. So here we are. I love talking to Sandra even when we have nothing to talk about. (laughs) This is this is my gift for today. My gift today is hanging out with my homie. I said, my voice, my voice will be my gift to you. Amen, sister. Sharing sharing a, a nice beverage or two and just talking about shenanigans because sometimes we're into shenanigans here folks if you've been paying attention if you've been caught up today or for whatever reason we are your source to keep you caught up i want to sincerely apologize because we know about as much as you do about some certain things and that's been a bit of a theme here over the last couple weeks or so in regards to the challenge cup and in some ways in regards to the Red Stars, and we've tried to seek out some answers, and we had a great episode and conversation with Rory Dames where he helped sort of fill us in on what's been happening with the Red Stars. And um, in terms of things happening on the other side of the league as a whole, we're trying to still figure that out. So a number of news bits dropped today. Uh, there was some rules and regulations that were kind of put out there for the Challenge Cup taking place this weekend and there was supposedly going to be some roster drops today Uh, last night i believe the rosters were due into the league in preparation for today and then the rest of the day just sort of went on and went on and went on and of course everybody wanted to ask specifically meg and where all the rosters were and when they were going to drop and of course she didn't have the answers and your girl didn't have the answer and my homie Claire didn't have the answer and everybody was just sort of kind of waiting and then uh everybody kind of got hit with some really big news some news that's really going to shake this tournament up Claire yeah um I mean honestly I'm going to be completely honest I didn't think that anything was wrong when we didn't get the rosters because this is the NWSL and I was like oh we'll get them 8 or 8 or 9 or 10 p.m. sometime yeah. uh, like business as usual you know that's pretty normal um but you know I was like I was up I was updating my I was like looking at my phone all day because I wanted to you know be there when when the schedules dropped and uh instead um we got a release. Well, we got, we got like a tweet that got deleted and then a post that got deleted. And then finally we got a release that says the headline is six Orlando pride players test positive for COVID-19. Several staff members also test positive. Here's the release. The national women's soccer league announced today that six players and four staff members with the Orlando pride have tested positive for COVID-19 following the NWSL positive test protocol. A second round of tests will be conducted to confirm the initial results. That's pretty normal. Sometimes you get false positive. So they're just making sure, um, 
mostly for the player's safety than anything else. It says due to the number of positive tests and the timeline necessary before returning to training in competition, Orlando has withdrawn from the upcoming NWSL Challenge Cup. Uh, the health and safety of the players and staff is of utmost importance and the NWSL and the Orlando Pride are doing everything necessary to ensure the affected players and staff are receiving proper care. There's a quote from Lisa Baird. She's very sad, very disappointed highlights exactly how much she would like everyone to stay safe. Uh, they said robust testing has occurred with each club and no other confirmed positive tests have occurred, which that's actually important because we knew that one player had tested positive for COVID-19. So that confirms that that player was an Orlando pride player. And then that did spread um, to some other players and to staff or possibly with further reporting, we found out that perhaps these players all, uh, contracted the virus at the same place, which was not training. <laughs> um, so uh, Orlando's out, which at the moment it dropped was very scary. It is very scary. Um, you never want to hear that, that anyone has gotten, gotten this virus. And there's always soul searching with that too, because you think to yourself, would well, they had gotten it if this was not happening? Um, but also kind of functionally, pretty much immediately the league was like, okay, we're going from nine teams to eight. And we, that actually in a way is more clear than doing it with nine. So um, they still seem confident that every other team's uh, bubble has been contained and uh, they're moving forward. And we are not an Orlando pride podcast. Um, I look forward to the investigative uh, journalism to explain what exactly occurred um, in Orlando. But the other thing too, is that we know that the numbers in Florida are very scary. The numbers in Texas are very scary. The numbers in Utah are rising rapidly and, um, everything is in flux all the time. So that's why we didn't get a, a Chicago Red Stars roster today. Though I, I imagine it does not change the roster that we will be getting hopefully, um, tomorrow, but, uh, that's crazy. It was pretty crazy. It, I don't. I'm. I'm in agreement with you where I don't think it's going to significantly impact the roster for the Red Stars. It's obviously going to impact their day one. That was supposed know? to be their first game, right? Yeah. Um, there was. Yeah, there was the the seating um, draft that took place, and they were drafted as number one. My assumption is that all the seating is still going to be as it was. Uh, again, we don't have those answers as of yet at the recording of this podcast on a Monday night on June 22nd. Um, Sandra's birthday. Thank you. But I assume in the daylight, we might get some, some more answers. I think in terms of just initial reactions, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the commissioner expressing some disappointment obviously expressing some sadness i think instinctually you're like oh, that sucks man you know we've heard so, yeah. we hear so many we've heard so much about covid-19 and all of the harsh realities that comes with that uh, in terms of contracting the virus having to battle against the virus and coming out of uh, the other side from that virus, God willingly. And some of the unfortunate long-term effects that we've been hearing that can scary. be lingering on that. So that's, um, yeah. initially, again, it was, it was super sad to hear. You're like, oh no, like that's terrible to hear that a number 
of players and staff are impacted by that, you know? And um, you mentioned we're all going to, you know, be paying attention to all the reporting. And some 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 investigative stuff has already gone gone on. Again, shout out to the homie Meglina Hand with the Athletic. Um, she was the first one to sort of put things out there and get ahead of that. Um, Julia Paul's been doing some good stuff with the Orlando Sentinel. She, you know, obviously is is local to the pride and in a good local source if you're looking for that good local content if you're into that um so i'm sure more will come out of it but as of right now it's just a really sad situation and honestly with all the sadness around it it's just the right move there's just no way there's no way you have that happen within a club and then say it's okay to compete they the choice was made they had to withdraw right i think it was the right decision i think that probably if i'm going to be completely honest i'm sure that one of the conversations about this tournament in terms of the nwsl is i'm sure that they did acknowledge that they have nine teams and there's there's some flexibility in that um and that there is actually like you don't have to cancel the whole event if this does happen and i think also i mean a couple of things um one thing being obviously that um there's been some reporting that it was perhaps player behavior that influenced this happening um that's very that's incredibly interesting even outside of um the pandemic i mean club culture is an interesting thing but um the number one most important thing and and sandra and i you know dm'd about this a little bit today which is just like there are so there are they had six players test positive they do not think that those positives happen during training it's so important that no other member of the Orlando Pride contracts this if they do not have to. And that's way more important than this team being able to compete. Um, you have a cancer survivor on that team. You have a mother of two small children on that team. Um, it's way more important than yeah. being able to train and being able yeah. to play games. And you have players who are, you know, this is a very, in terms of, veteran and youth it's a very kind of imbalanced kind of team it's like you're either on this side of the spectrum or that side of the spectrum so there's a number of players you know that are losing they're losing out on a season they're losing out on this year you know whether it's a a a superstar a legend and marta you know or somebody like ali krieger or somebody like ashlyn harris you know it's or ali riley who came ali back riley. to the nwsl for this yeah man it's just you just it sucks guys there's no if there's just no like painting any ribbons or bows on this thing or looking at it and spreading glitter all over it like it sucks it's just bad um and it just it really was a choice the choice was made for them and you know that's that's gonna that's gonna be something that impacts that team really just sort of culturally in terms of their their locker room and and how they want to move forward out of 2020 because it's done they didn't get a shot they didn't get a shot at all so it's going to be interesting to see how how the pride um you know bounce back from this it's going to be interesting to see how the league wants to try to maybe i don't know dude try to support players on that team right who um come out of this and actually test negative and are not, you know, COVID positive, you know, can they compete? You know, will they still be allowed to compete? Is there going to be something out there later down the line where uh, players can go on loan to other clubs for a very 
short-term, like, two-week tournament. It, yeah, it sounds goofy and crazy, guys. You, you would think they would never, but we're not living in a real timeline, guys. We're not living in a real – we're living in an alternate dimension where this is what the season looks like. So I think they need to look at all uh, possibilities. Um, and I hope that, you know, the league has been very good about – being ahead of this about putting the players first, right? And their safety and their health and their well-being first. So I would hope in the case of Orlando that that actually continues and that that actually goes forth because if there's a possibility that there are some players on that team and they go ahead and retest and they don't give false positives or false negatives and they come out clean and they still want the opportunity to compete, I would hope that they would the league would be open to hearing ideas to making that happen. So um, we'll see. We'll see. So we're still waiting on um, rosters. <laughs> if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that they might have dropped already. Yes. Yeah, so this is a this is a, pre- uh, a prelude. Sandra and I were like, let's do it anyway. So this is a prelude to uh, to we're gonna we're gonna tell you. You in the future are going to get this information. We don't have it right now. We're in the past. But I just want to tell you, and this is somebody who's it's my birthday today guys and i'm telling you that you are special and you actually have the knowledge not us <laughs> you are the ones that we have been waiting for not sandra and claire it's we also- we envy you actually <laughs> turns out turns out you are the friends homie and colleagues of our lives we appreciate it so much um but we're hoping that as the news continues to break, we would like to revisit this episode and share in the reaction to an actual roster. Because again, guys, we've been chatting for a little while on this podcast, this podcast that we love so much, the Chicago Red Stars podcast. And we haven't had the opportunity to really talk about the Chicago Red Stars. So what we do know is what we've already discussed that it's going to impact their day one. We're going to see how things get rearranged, who they will actually take on in their opening uh, weekend match, which is supposed to take place on Saturday the 27th. And we will eventually have a roster from them. And we are going to try to seek out additional reactions and answers for you guys. We might try to get Rory Dames back on the podcast for you guys. So please stay tuned. Um, if you're interested in whenever we have conversations with him. And I, for now, I think we'd also like to just sort of highlight and reemphasize to you all how we're maybe going to move forward and covering yeah. this tournament for you when it finally does happen in whichever form that it happens. And Claire, I know that Ooh, okay. many of our patrons, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that we do have one piece of roster news. Sandra <laughs> has joined a roster. I can't stand. I can't stand this. Bitch. <laughs> You're the best bitch alive. <laughs> That's our one piece of roster news, which is that Sandra has joined the All Stars and she's <laughs> shooting on to glory. Um, that has nothing to do with what we're about. That has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. But um, I mean, we can, we can transition into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've decided to, you know, represent the hometown kid. Is is got called up, guys? I don't know what to tell you. I mean taking my talents to CBS Sports Interactive. Uh, There is a tournament that is going to be taking place. Soccer is going to happen for NWSL. And uh, they were seeking out um, folks to come and help out with their their content. And that's sort of where I'm coming into play. So um, you can also catch additional NWSL news there if you're looking for news outside of the Red Stars. But when it comes to Chicago Red Stars content, you're going to find me in one place and one place only, baby. And that's right here. And yeah. 
different. But uh, yeah, shout out to Claire, my, my, my best team hyping me up. I appreciate that. But when you're looking for that resource content from me and Claire, it's going to look a certain kind of way. Claire, you were dope and you reached out to our patrons, got some feedback, um, let them know that we were going to reestablishing our tiers. You want to dive into that with them for a little bit? Yeah. I mean, this is a short-term thing. Um, this tournament, uh, it's four weeks shorter if, uh, the team doesn't, you know, go that long into the postseason. So, um, yeah, so we're reestablishing the $5 writing tier, which means that you're going to get previews from Sandra and recaps from me. Um, in addition to other pieces throughout the week, um, and also exclusive first access to every podcast that we do, which is that's what we've been maintaining over this off season, but we're, we're putting that at $5. And, and like I said, uh, that's $5 for one to maybe two pay periods. So we're not, you know, we're not asking you to do this all year, but for this particular event, you know, work has to have value. And so we, we very much want to establish that. Um, also cause we want to do good stuff for you and we're going to, it's, I think it's going to have, it's going to be really cool. Um, I also spent a little bit of time this week, uh, kind of revamping the, uh, Southside Trap, uh, website, which I am committed to cross posting all Patreon content onto the patron page of southsidetrap.com. So if it's easier for you aesthetic, like aesthetically, or just to have it lined up, you can go over there, put, put the password in and, um, look at it over there. We're also going to transition some exclusive content to public content, but not until you guys all get it first. So, um, so yeah, so this is kind of our first big run out as kind of an outlet. Um, and we are the only, uh, website 100% dedicated to the Chicago Red Stars. And I'm very proud of that. And there's no one doing what we're doing and it's going to be great. Um, no matter what. So please, please, you know, follow along with us, uh, on there because it's going to be fun. I think. Ditto. Looking forward to covering all this with Claire, with all of you. Uh, you know, we say it all the time. We're here for the community, right? We're here for, for Chicago and we're here for anybody who wants to, hop on in and come on in and ride with us in this community. And, um, you know, this tournament is going to kick off and, and we alluded to it a little bit, you know, already in, in previous episodes, it's, it's going to probably look and feel a little bit different than, you know, what Red Stars faithful are, are maybe used to seeing, you know, uh, shout out to head coach Rory Dames. He did come on here, went on record saying that they're looking at this tournament as a real opportunity for some of the young players that are on this squad. And, and to be honest, it was really dope to hear that, you know, because we've heard year after year after year after year, time and time again, how difficult of a roster this is to crack because of the amount of talent, veteran talent at this point that exists on the Chicago Red Stars roster. So we're probably going to see a lot of, you know, new faces, young draftees, first year, second year type players getting out there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all um, just with some of the things uh, Dame said on the podcast and some other things that I've heard from even other coaches throughout the league, to be perfectly honest. Um, so it's going to look and feel different, this tournament. And I'm not saying that it's going to – it really super impact the way we cover it. Again, we're going to be reestablished the tiers and we're going to be hitting y'all with the previews and the caps and content in between. I guess what I'm just saying is that the soccer might not be super elite. It's going to look and feel a certain kind of way. It might even have some real preseason vibes. I'd like to think that it would have it. It's going to have an element of freedom that we actually haven't seen in a while. That's basically kind of what Dame said to us about how, um, 
when you're in an, a full on NWSL campaign, there's not a lot of freedom to deviate um, from the game plan because everyone in this league is so good. Um, and I think that we're going to see a little, we're going to see the red stars try some stuff and I'm actually, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk about that because you guys know we we've spent the last three months really digging into Chicago's core. And so let's talk about, let's talk about the moons that are orbiting that core, you know, like that's the fun stuff. Um, and I'm really excited to, to do that. Um, so, yeah. I know there's no roster up right now. So we just have to go off of what we know, which of course, again, is very little, <laughs> but I will say what we know right now, what we've heard and what we've, and the conversations that we've had, you know, if we had, Claire, basically what I wanted us to do is if we had to get excited, right? If we had to look forward to a young player, a newer player, checking them out on that pitch, seeing how they're going to tackle and take on this tournament. Who is it that maybe you're looking at or looking for? I am very excited to see uh, who plays outside back for Chicago. Um, because they drafted a number of outside backs because they that's something where they need depth. Um, and I think that there's going to be – one of the things I love about Chicago's culture is that you always have players that are so hungry to get on the field and so ready to, like, beat someone out for a spot. And so um, I'm excited to see Julia Bingham. I'm excited to see Cameron Bogowski. Like, I'm excited to see that young core – and maybe they don't play a whole game. Maybe you see someone get 60, someone get 30. Maybe you see like two halves. I think that you're going to see some of that with Chicago. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how that kind of morphs and changes because there are some very established people on that back line. But also, like we said, they're building for next year and the Olympics are theoretically going to happen next year. And so they have to have some options as well. Yeah, again, it's, you know, it's, it's so difficult again because we don't have the roster we're just going off of what we're assuming and what we sort of have been uh hearing and have been told based on previous episodes but the cool thing about trying to play guessing games right about who we could potentially be seeing on this roster and then having the information about players who are going to be getting the opportunity it's going to be the younger players the newer players and then realizing that they've got a lot of those players. You know, I said earlier, I made a reference earlier to a team like Orlando, but if we're looking in the, just in this scenario of a tournament, heading into a tournament, maybe the Red Stars are in a similar place. They've got a number of players who have been with this team for X amount of years. And then you've got a whole bunch of players who are going to be first year or second year type players. So I'm in agreement with you. I, you know, a, a hometown kid like Cameron Bogowski. I mean, I know we were really hyped that she was actually still available on the board for the Red Stars, and they were able to to take her with their their first selection there. And um, you know, if she ends up being on this roster, I'm super hyped for Zoe Morris, man. You know, I, talking about there might be some moments, large moments in a game where it feels very, very preseasony, and sometimes you just gotta. It's gonna be who kicks harder. And we said when they drafted Zoe Morris, it's like, well, they might need a real shit kicker 
and Tony Morris could possibly fill that bill. So I'm excited for, for those two players to potentially be there. Um, so if they are, awesome. And if not, it was dope to pretend to know that we could potentially see you on the pitch. So we're going to plug in answers for you guys as soon as we can get them. Um, but I think for most clubs, um, with the exception of maybe one or two, it's really going to be about the youth movement, wanting to see what they've got on on their rosters in terms of the depth and in terms of the talent that they went out and and sought out in those in those 2020 drafts and really those 2019 drafts. You know, I'm really excited to, you know, all things in silver linings and a blessing in disguises, right? You know, this is this has been a very this has been a very ever changing time and at moments it's been a very difficult thing to navigate through, you know, all of us together. Um, but in other ways, you know, it's maybe been a little bit of a blessing in disguise. I'm I'm also potentially really excited to see what a tournament could look like for a player like, you know, Bianca St. George's, you know, I, she's someone who's just sort of been quietly putting in the work for the Red Stars and uh, has yet to really be able to, you know, make the make an appearance on the pitch for them. So this could possibly be a moment for her. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. So um whenever the rosters drops, maybe we'll look back on this and make fun of ourselves and be like, haha, <laughs> you know, I'm I think we're pretty good at baking ourselves when we need to bake ourselves. Um but we'll try to go ahead and um get some answers for you guys. And here we are, joined by Chicago Red Stars head coach and friend of the pod, Rory Dames. How are you doing today, Rory? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing okay. We're we're excited. I think I speak for both of us in saying we're excited when we got to see that that official roster drop. It was nice to see so many familiar names and faces on that roster. Yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, as I told you guys when we spoke last week. You know, we're excited that we have a good balance of old and new. Um, you know, we have a lot of boxes we want to check of things that we get out of the tournament. And being able to give some of these younger players a chance against other NWSL competition is certainly one of them. And uh, we're looking forward to being able to do that. So, you know, no, no huge surprises on the roster, but obviously you're dealing with a very different schedule. Um, you're, you're the people that you are playing has completely changed. Your timeline has completely changed. How do you deal with that element of just radical change over the last 24 hours? Yeah, well, I think the, the teams that you play against, you know, that's, there's no easy games in this league. That's why I can't remember which one of you asked me last week about an easy schedule. And I kind of laughed. There are no easy games in this league. Um, However, the, the difference in when we play as opposed to when we're supposed to play is a big concern for us. Um, you can build your periodization either through performance-based model or health-based model. And since we were supposed to have a six-day break between game one and game two, we chose to go uh, with a health model. That's what we set up with our sports performance coach. And... You know, the day before we leave to basically get told instead of playing two games in six days, you've got to play three games in seven days. It's uh, definitely a concern for us and for our 
how we manage the players now because it's it's just simply not how we've spent the last three and a half weeks preparing them. Uh, so the group that plays in the first game, I think, will be okay. Uh, the group that plays in the second game probably is the same group that would have played in the third game for us. So that timeline has got sped up immensely. Um, so my guess is for the first two games, we'll script our we'll script our lineups. I mean, we'll write out before the games who's going to play, when we're going to sub. We'll do exactly what we would do in a preseason and script the first two games to make sure that we're doing everything we can to manage and monitor the players. And then once we get through the first two games, we'll uh, see where we're at and then try to approach the, the third and fourth games um, with a little bit different attitude. Roy, when the roster dropped, it looked like there was a really good mix of, you know, just general – uh, veteran experience that you've got on your your team there obviously the, the experience of the U.S. women's national team players and a lot of uh, young players uh, that are going to be included you know some of the 2020 draft picks on the roster that's really excited to see what can you sort of um, uh, tell the fans or give the the supporters in terms of the excitement around some of these particular young players heading into the tournament <laughs> there are some really exciting players in the group um, and we're excited to to let them showcase what they can do. The, and based off the new schedule, they're they're going to get some big opportunities to do it. I think the biggest thing I would tell the the fan base and the supporters is that some of these guys are going to get thrown into the fire a little bit earlier and under a little bit tougher circumstances than what we had foreseen. So just make sure that you're patient with them and give them time. And while we want to do well in the tournament. And we want these guys to have a good experience is certainly important to us. You know, we really want to see what these guys can do long-term and what they can do against other NWSL teams, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, and what they can forecast into our, our team for years to come, not necessarily a, a four-week event. Rory, we didn't want to keep you on too long because we know that this has been a crazy week already and we're only two days in. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us and, and give us a couple first reactions of the roster. I know a lot of people in the Red Stars world are buzzing over it and they're looking forward to seeing you guys take the pitch in Utah. Did you do? Thank you for joining us and safe travels to Utah. All right, guys. Have a great week. You too. Well, all right. Roy Dames joining us for some quick reactions to the roster. Guys, it's been a crazy week. It's literally only Tuesday. Um, and, you know, honestly, for a lot of head coaches in the league, yesterday evening into today, probably a really hard day, you know, having conversations, you know, with players who had been in camp. You're talking about some of these kind of, well, I guess we're referring it to as a preseason roster but these really large preseason rosters and having to have a number of conversations with with players you know about uh, their time being you know done for now anyway in in this in aspect of this tournament but I really do appreciate um, Rory Dames coming on and having a quick uh, chat with us and giving us some quick reactions and some insight to all that yeah um definitely a whirlwind if it was if it's been a whirlwind of a 24 hours for us i can only imagine what it's been like for everybody who's actually endeavoring to put this tournament on and um yeah i mean i think i think that you know i feel for i mean i we we talked about last night we feel for the orlando pride but we also obviously feel for the teams who now um 
have to completely throw everything out the window. Um, because like Rory said, um, you know, you, they, it's sports science. They have this down to a T the way that they cover, they take care of their recovery and they build their rosters. Um, and I also know that, uh, you know, it seems like Rory's been pretty open that the approach here, especially in these four scheduled games, is just no one get hurt. Like, it's it's like going like, – this is like the Portland Invitational, but it's the Utah – it's the Utah Invitational. I think they're really just trying to maintain the group, have a good experience, play some good soccer, um, and then kind of see what else happens. Because um, as we saw with Alyssa Motts today um, – this is dangerous and not just because of the virus. And so uh, I think that they have a good group for that um, in that they're taking 28 people. I think that's really smart. Some teams are not, not sure why. (laughs) Um, And I also think that it's going to be with these new kids. um, They're going to, the tank is going to empty a little bit quicker for them. And so it's just going to be a matter of managing that as well. So you want to take care of your starters, but you also really want to take care of players who have never played professional soccer before, um, because this is going to kick their ass. Um, but hopefully in good ways and not in bad ways. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, it's, it's, yeah, everyone's on board. It's terrible with the outbreak that happened for Orlando pride and, uh, everyone hopes that those infected, you know, are on the road to recovery and that they don't see any long-term effects, but it absolutely threw a wrench in just plans, plural, not just for the league, but for clubs, you know, yes, it impacts the way uh, teams are going to end up facing off against each other and stuff like that. But it absolutely forced coaches to probably take a look at all their game planning and everything with their players. So, um, yeah, a lot of a really crazy 48 hours. And, again, we, we really do appreciate the time um, that he took with us. And, and I do appreciate him, you know, kind of hyping up those young players, you know. And, and we're going to just dive right in yep. to this roster for everybody because, you know, in true dramatic drama queen fashion, the Red Stars were the last team to go ahead and announce their roster for today during all of the roster drops. Uh, came down to Portland and Chicago. And even though Chicago's had the better of Portland as of late, they did not win on this day. They were the last team to drop their roster. Uh, but you know what? Got to say, it was, it was worth the wait. It was nice to see... Uh, a complete buy-in from all their U.S. women's national team players, uh, a ton of veteran players on this roster, and a ton of young new faces. And we're just going to go down them by position, and we'll just sort of uh, pick and uh, choose what we're going to be going over here for you guys to start. For the goalkeepers, the Red Stars are taking Emily Boyd, Cassie Miller, and Alyssa Nair. For defenders, they've got 11 with uh, Cameron Bogalski, Julia Bingham, Tierna Davidson, Hannah Davison, Julie Ertz, Zoe Goralski, Sarah Gordon, Zoe Morse, Kayla Sharples, Casey Short, and Bianca St. George's. For midfielders, they're taking seven. They've got Morgan Bryan, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Savannah McCaskill, Yuki Nagasato, Cassie Rowan, and Ella Stevens. And then for forwards, they're rounding out with seven with Mackenzie Doniak, Rachel Hill, Katie Johnson, Sarah Lubert. Zoe Reddy, apologies if that's not the way you pronounce her name. We'll Michelle Vasconcelos, we will get there together. Michelle Vasconcelos and Kalia Watt to round out the forwards of this roster. In camp front, looked at it, was real hyped. Loved every single bit of it. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good mix. Um, 
there are some names here that I'm not super familiar with myself, uh, and I'm excited to get to know them a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, it's a very balanced roster. They're taking a lot of defenders, uh, which is what you have to do in a tournament like this. Um, and they're trusting – I think it's cool that they are taking a lot of defenders and they are trusting their forwards. And I think that that um, is a game plan that will serve them well, especially considering how in flux everything has been. Um, and, yeah, so the names the names that, you know, there are some obvious, you know, just signed – draft picks with Bogowski and Bingham and Morse. Um, but there are also some names on here that we had to do a little bit of looking, but um, you know, you have Cassie Rohan and Zoe Reddy who are both Chicago Red Stars reserves. Um, and then there's Sarah Lubert who she just came out of nowhere. She was not even on the preseason roster um yeah. have to think i don't i don't know exactly what the process was of, of getting her on the team but mad respect to anybody who shows up and says i'm ready to work and uh it works for them yeah i could you know type of player like that of that caliber if that ends up we're going on assumption here because unfortunately we tried to play connect the dots with uh following the transition from an initial preseason roster announcement to now and we didn't see um her name on the preseason roster to to now so we're we're going off the assumption that maybe she was one of these you know potential players who went in for the call-ups and we know that Rory Day loves a, a hustler who can make it happen in call-ups and now she's she's on this roster listed as a forward so it's exciting to see what's going to happen there and according to Rory Dames you know we're we're gonna see some of these younger players get an opportunity to play in an NWSL style tournament in Utah. Um, but I got to say another real interesting thing that I, that stood out to me was sort of the designated signing of Savannah McCaskill as a midfielder. Yeah. Um, so that was something that, that stood out and I was just kind of like interesting. Um, it's going to, it's, we're going to obviously see once kickoff happens in terms of how, you know, the type of, you know, way they're going to line up on the pitch and the style that they're maybe going to try to play. I mean, considering the tournament, considering just literally everything that's happened right now this year and how it's affected and impacted NWSL, you know, we've actually said, Claire, on this podcast already that we wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they kind of reverted back to what you know and what they know is a good old-fashioned 442. So seeing seeing that, you know, McCaskill alongside all of the other midfielders, um, was maybe also a little bit of a surprise for people who had been paying attention to her arrival from, you know, last year to now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to sort of see how that uh, kind of plays out. But uh, how about 11 defenders, dude? 11 defenders. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think, uh, though, obviously, you know, Julie Ertz is listed as one of them and she might not always be playing defense. We, you know, we, obviously that's a little bit in flux, uh, for her, um, I think you're going to see some players get some runouts. I mean, I think even, you know, last year we saw a lot of times uh, uh, the specific sub situation where you had a player start um, on, on the outside as an outside back, and then maybe you make a sub and send that player up or make a like for like swap. And I think that that's a kind of um, fluid player situation that Rory Dames really likes to utilize. And so I think that you're going to see, these kids get some experience in this outside back situation. And then I think that that opens up some malleability for who needs to come out fitness wise and, and who, who can stay in. So um, 
yeah, I think it's great. I think they're going to play a 4-4-2 is what I think. And I think that they're going to try not to let other teams uh, score on them. And then they're going to go from there. Um, and that's some pretty basic uh, good old Chicago Red Stars soccer that we love to see. Shout out to Zoe Morse, who we feel is going to probably end up playing a role um, in that midfield in some capacity. Um, but just to highlight some, I guess, what would be considered notable absences, when the Red Stars went ahead and officially dropped this roster, um, Alyssa Motts was not listed on it. And shortly after uh, going live with their roster, there was a news release that was put out uh, basically explaining that Alyssa Motts suffered uh, an ACL tear in uh, practice. And unfortunately, she will have this season uh, put on hold. So it's it, there was no – I believe my initial reaction was that there was no sugarcoating it. There was no professionalism about it. Reading it, just flat out fucking sucked. Um, for those of you who follow the Red Stars so diligently, you understand and know as follows. Alyssa Motts is the longest, uh, you know, Red Star to date with a million T – different Red Stars caps under her name. And uh, she's just a longtime Red Star and a veteran of this team and really sort of kind of symbolizes and encompasses, you know, what it kind of is to define being a Red Star, right? And the fact that she's coming off of a season where she already rehabilitated her way back from an ACL last year, which you and I, Claire, I know we're in agreement would completely change or at least the very least impacted a little bit the trajectory of that World Cup portion of the schedule with her going out with that ACL tear um, to now sort of have this kind of happen again. I can't imagine how mentally taxing that is. And, um, you know, my thoughts are with her. And I hope, you know, she she has a, a good and speedy and safe, safe recovery and rehab from that. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add on Mots. Yeah, only just, um, you know, with the Red Stars – a, a huge element of of what Mott brings, and and this is just true for for their culture, which is that, um, you know, I think that I think that actually we saw a lot of teams today um, not disclose little injuries. I think they built their rosters, and those people are still on the team, and they're still traveling. You're probably going to see some players play more than others. There are going to be little things where it's going to be game day decisions, but um, having a player with a season ending injury like that, where she can't even travel um it's just a huge blow to the to the locker room and she's obviously the longest tenured player on that team and Chicago has other very strong leaders but um you know losing that and that I mean Rory talked about this last year as well losing that element um is hard it's hard on the mentality and I think we've already seen too just like over the last 24 hours the way the vibe of this whole thing can turn like that and so if it's the difference between feeling good and feeling bad, that is hard mentally. It makes it more mentally difficult. So I think that, um, you know, losing a forward option for Chicago um, is tough. I think probably because they were trying to be safe, I'm not sure she would have played a ton anyway, but the fact that she can't even go, um, I think it just kind of changes the feeling surrounding getting on that plane and heading to Utah. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to her, also friend of the pod, 
We uh, also want to maybe just highlight really quickly that uh, Ariel Chevron didn't make the roster. She just yeah. because of all of the other draft picks that we're noticing, um, the 2020 draft picks that we, we tend to notice on um, this official roster for the Challenge Cup. Um, you know, and we, you and I are both high on a player like that. We were really excited when they drafted her. And then the roster dropped and we didn't see her. But then I took a look again at that defender list and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And uh, professional sports is sometimes kind of cruel guys yeah I mean we talk about this all the time about how um two things we talk about how Chicago having such a set core um is a blessing and a curse in that it's a very difficult team to break into um I think also you know the fact that this is such a specific event means that you see less player fluidity in different camps you know I think you had players just really kind of have to give it a shot in one place and yeah they they drafted a lot of defenders that's what they need and um I think that uh the oh the second thing is that we're also seeing Chicago especially again for an event like this they're they're investing in players who already have some professional experience so they, they traded for a number of longstanding pros from other teams. And they also signed some of their 2019 uh, national team player replacement players like Kayla Sharples and Hannah Davison and Bianca St. George, where they, they know that because this is going to be brutal, they need players who have already experienced some of what that grind feels like. And I think that that is a huge factor um in some of these roster decisions as well so it's like a bunch of things stacked against a player like that um and it is a real shame but i also understand the logic behind it yeah that was a break sometimes man just to put it in a smaller simpler kind of way um i know i we recorded a previous segment um prior to doing this segment and uh i hit us both with the like player that we're potentially excited to see in the challenge cup so now that we do have an official roster i'm just going to hit you with that again doesn't have to be one it could be a couple it could be a thing or a feeling um i mean i do think that i genuinely believe that uh chicago's fortunes will be swayed uh by the work of savannah mccaskill i think that she is going to be very important for them um as an engine in the either as an engine in the midfield or as a forward um and she's someone who didn't play 90 minutes for them a lot last year and i think that uh if she i think she i mean based on everything i've seen from her off season i think she's worked very hard i think she's ready to go um you know the other person that i'm really interested to see is ella stevens i uh i think that she's a player that uh has a lot of skill on the ball um and maybe, and this is going to toughen her up a lot. And so I'm excited to see how she maneuvers, uh, maneuvers whatever playing time she gets. Because like Rory said, it's more than she would have gotten in a regular season. Um, and I want her to kill it, so. Uh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I know Ella Stevens was a, a player that kind of came in with like a bit of a Really high ceiling, but still some question marks. Definitely like a a work in progress type of prospect. And if a player can get um, some good coaching and some good work in that, there could be some really great potential out of that. So 
Um, I'm sure nobody, not even some of these players or their coaches, could have predicted that this was going to be the scenario in which that happened. But, yeah, in agreement with you that a player like Alessia can really utilize this opportunity. But, honestly, really all these young players that we've been hearing that we're going to be seeing a lot of um, was really excited to see a player like Zoe Morris uh, be named to the roster. I thought that that was a great draft pick um, earlier this year, and it was going to help fulfill some some needs for the Red Stars, to be quite honest. Um, And I'm just uh, really excited, you know, to – I'm just a a regular old homie. I'm just really glad to see all the the homies back in business. I mean, it was great. It's great to see all those names be so bought in. I mean, you hear things right around and you hear that there's a level of buy-in and you hear this, you know, and you wonder how much of that is is true. There's a level of buy-in at the moment, but sometimes a decision has to be made. Right. So it was great when this got put out to see so many of these players really just want to take the leap. And I think, yeah, right. I, I agree. I think that, you know, we, we talked a little, we've talked already a little bit about how Chicago has been kind of quiet about all this stuff. Like, you know, other teams have had coaches very much at the forefront being like, they're all in, we're all going, we're all excited. And like, that's part of their mantra, but that's also not really who Chicago is. And that's not really how Rory Dames runs his team. Like, you know, you think about particularly, you know, the Julie Ertz of it all, which is that, um, you know, the Red Stars and Ertz herself are not super flashy about her commitment to this team. It's just understood. It's just kind of a tacit understanding. Um, not that anyone, not that anyone who opted out on this did is wrong or, you know, do, doesn't care. I don't want to imply that, but, um, I think that there is an element at least of trust that even though the club is not kind of see screaming about buy-in that it does exist. And so it's a little bit like, you know, sometimes it's frustrating for us as media for them to be like, man, we don't need to tell you about that. But it does kind of, um, it, it reinforces the the club culture that they have. And yeah, I mean, no matter what, it's always reassuring to get it in writing, I think. Um, and I'm excited to, yeah, excited to see it in writing. And then I'll be excited to see it uh, on my television in five days. Yeah, it's coming up. They're playing coming the spirit. Up <laughs> it's coming up quick. Um, on that note, Claire, there's a game that's happening on Saturday, and it's a little bit different than everybody anticipated. The Red Stars were initially scheduled to face Orlando Pride to kick off the Challenge Cup, but due to their withdrawal, they're going to be facing the Washington Spirit, and uh, it's a it's a different vibe. I don't think it's any better or worse. I think it's just sincere on our part to just say it's going to be different. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm excited. I think the Washington Spirit are going to be really good this this sweet month. Um, we do love watching the Spirit play. We do, yeah. Um, and I, I think they're going to be good. I think they're they're young and excited and ready to go. And I think that um, it should be a really well matched uh, well matched game. Um, yeah, I uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great. I mean, again, like. I have no idea who's going to end up actually playing for either team, (laughs) but uh, yeah, Washington very much is kind of in the middle of this, this period of, of kind of switching up their style. They want to be very possession based. Um, They are, they are definitely committed to playing a very particular type of way, uh, which actually in a way makes them a little bit more of a known entity for the red stars than maybe even the pride would have been because 
there aren't that many teams that you can rely on their 2019 form, but Washington is actually one of them. Washington and North Carolina, for the most part, you can pretty much guess what they're going to do based on what they did last year. So in a way, that's helpful to the Red Stars. Um, and it's also helpful to them that the spirit of no idea what Chicago is going to do. So um, I think that it should be a really fun a fun game. And these games are kind of freebies, right? Like everyone's going to play in the quarterfinals. So this is just getting to go kind of enjoy the run out and hopefully something cool happens. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I guess I will just go ahead and freely admit that on the podcast that uh, I actually got, I perked up a little bit. I got a little bit more excited about game day on Saturday, knowing that the Red Stars were going to go up against the spirit versus Orlando. I'll just be Frank. Um, Yeah. I don't know. They're interesting schedule. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I feel like they're a more interesting team with um, different type of players or or what they got a lot of players on the team that I enjoy uh, watching. Um, So I'm looking forward to to seeing that. I've been saying that this tournament is going to be a huge opportunity for, you know, specific draft classes. So we're probably going to see, some of these 2020 draft picks get some time out there and this is probably going to be an opportunity for that 2019 class to sort of show kind of what they got and, or, and, or build on what they were already doing in the previous season. And and for the spirit, that's, that's a, that's a handful of players. They had some really, really good 2019 players really step up on the pitch for them. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, of course, in the same boat as you. I'm, I'm excited. It's different, but I'm more excited about it. Um, I think for a player to watch for this game in particular, um, maybe I'll give one even for, for both teams. For, for the Red Stars, again, we, we don't know who's going to start, but if we're hearing a lot about youth or anything like that, I'm really looking forward to potentially seeing a player like Zoe Morse on the pitch. I'm also really looking forward to seeing a player um, like Bianca St. George's possibly finally make her Red Stars debut for this team. Uh, her arrival in 2019, um, you know, didn't see any time on the pitch. And she was literally with the team trying to rehab, integrate herself within the culture and the team. Um, and that was cool to see. I know on our end as media who were covering it, she was frequently at games and uh, integrating herself there. So that was cool. So hopefully we get to see her uh start or get some time on the pitch and um same with zoe morse and i think for the spirit probably their 2019 players i'm really looking forward to seeing sam stop build on what she did jordan dibiase see what they got going on how about you who are your players uh who are my players um i would love it for the red stars to score uh and i would love for it to be a new red star i would i'm looking forward to seeing the combos of hill and and watt um and doniak and them interplaying with you know katie johnson or savannah mccaskill like i want i would love for that debut for some of those players to go really well so i think that my focus is on that um and then yeah for the spirit um I mean, yeah, they've got, you know, they've got this midfield core of Sullivan, DiBiase, and Lavelle that's just, like, insanely talented. Um, But the question will just be if they play well, which I don't know if we're anticipating anybody doing that. So we'll just kind of have to see. Yeah, guys, I guess this is the part of the episode in the preview for us where we tell you that we're going to do our best to cover this tournament as we – I've promised before, uh, but we cannot promise that the soccer will be elite or fantastic or sophisticated. There's probably going to be some growing pains as the tournament goes on, and we're going to be there with you to cover it all. Yeah, I think I, I particularly – I was thinking about this today, actually. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm determined, I'm determined to, to be pretty patient and pretty positive about anything for this, for this whole, this whole month. Um, I think there are times and places to, to criticize and to kind of go in, but this is not one of them. A lot of these players are making a big sacrifice to do this. They're taking some risk and, um, there's no point, there's no point in, uh, in a harsh critique or anything like that, because we are in extraordinary circumstances and it's also not what, I don't think it's what those players need right now. So I think that, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, basically just straight up say that, like, I think my personal mandate um, is not to pick at anybody and to just kind of enjoy the good stuff and try to talk through the less good stuff. Um, Because I know how I feel emotionally right now. And I can't imagine opening myself up to criticism like that. So I think that I just want to kind of say that here first. Um, because we want we want the vibe to be good. Absolutely, one hundred percent, right there with you, Claire. I can't wait to cover all this with you and go on this journey with you, homie. Where can the good people engage with you and find you and your work? And how can they keep up with us if they want to watch Stars News? Yeah, um, yeah. So really, just uh, follow you know follow the Patreon. Um, I might be doing some stuff for the Equalizer. I'm not entirely sure right now. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing game day coverage. You're going to get previews. You're going to get recaps. You're going to get pieces throughout the week in addition to audio content. Um, yeah. And I think that this is going to fly by and you, I just, you know, hope everyone kind of tunes in and, and keeps an eye out for our stuff because it's going to be over really quick. Words. Guys, follow Scott Ripley. If you want those ah, yes, direct that. takes, if you want those direct takes, follow Claire at Scott Ripley. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that at San Herrera underscore. But really, guys, you just got to take it from Claire. And if you want to continue getting Chicago Red Stars updates, you need to support the Southside Trap Patreon. You need to support Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on all social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Southside Trap Pod with one letter p you go ahead and find us on streaming platforms like anchor spotify and itunes so give us a like find us subscribe rate review us all that stuff helps us out tremendously when we're trying to produce chicago red stars content for you all so we're we're ready to be back guys we're excited to jump into it we're in the present now we're in the present we're going to be covering challenge cup moving forward so everybody stay safe out there continue to wash your hands wash your face watch everything continue to do your support love for black lives and we will be back with you next week to talk about red stars experience